0: Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to be here tonight. Spirit of God, we ask that you teach us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Clap your hands together for the Lord and why don't you clap for this powerful powerful and anointed group i can see the lord working on them and bringing them to a place you are you marvel tell your neighbor you marvel so give them small time you will marvel i am marveling already by the great work that they are doing wonderful and clap for our worshipers They are waiting for their clap, so clap for their worshippers before they take their seats. (laughs) Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I hear this is um, a final examination week, and a lot of students are taking examinations and May the Lord help all of you who are writing examinations, receive divine help. Divine help. The Holy Spirit. He says, he will bring all the things that you have learned, all things into your remembrance. He will remind you of the things that you have learned. As you are here, your classmates are studying, they are memorizing things, and they are studying all kinds of things in groups, but you have chosen to, Come to hear the word of the Lord, to come to serve your God. And may that divine help, the things that you did not know, may they not come in your examination. The things that you did not learn, may they not appear in your examination. But may the Lord give you help. Help. May he help you. He you said, your Lord, your God will help you. He will help you to excel. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. 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 Well, we want to continue with our message from the symbols from the prodigal son. Symbols from the prodigal son. We are going to share for a few minutes so that you can go home and rest and go and take your examinations. Symbols from the prodigal son. Symbols from the prodigal son. How many of you have been blessed by this message? I have been blessed by this message. And um, last week we shared that as Christians, we are not independent people. We are not independent individuals. We are not on our own. As Christians, God never intended for us to be independent. God never intended that we will be independent people. God wanted us to be dependent on each other. Amen. God intended that we will have shepherds. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why in the scriptures, God always likens us to shepherds. Wow. Amen. Amen. There is nowhere way in the scripture that we are likened to goats, for instance, or snakes, or deer. Do you understand? God always likens us to sheep. Amen. Amen. And his help for us and his provision for us comes when we are in that form as sheep. Amen. 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 Is everything okay with the children? Hallelujah. So God never intended that we will become independent. We will have the spirit of independence. Amen. Amen. Anytime the sheep steps out, anytime the sheep steps out of the flock, he becomes a prey to many satanic and demonic attacks. Do you understand? We saw how this young man in the story of the prodigal son, how he had it all going well in his father's house. And he was suddenly driven out and we saw how immediately his life was destroyed. They will see. So anytime you find one of the sheep stepping out, your heart should go out for that flock or for that sheep. Your heart should go out for that sheep. Whenever one of the sheep steps out, Jesus leaves to go after the sheep. It's just that you can see. You can see. He leaves to go after the sheep. It's never his intention that one of the sheep will leave. And so if it becomes even you being the reason for the sheep to leave, then I'm afraid for you. Yes. Yes. Then it means that you are assigning Jesus work that he didn't need to do. For, for what you have done. You have set him in the wilderness to go on the mountains to search for this sheep. Amen. That is what he does. Any time... Anytime the sheep leaves, anytime the sheep steps out, he goes out. He leaves the rest and goes after this sheep. Hallelujah. And that is what he's expecting us also to do. Turn to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 and verse 3. Luke chapter 15 and verse 3. Because if the sheep leaves and he doesn't go up, you see, the reason why he goes after it is he knows what is going to happen to the sheep. He knows what, he knows who has caused the sheep to step out. And last week we realized, we learned that it is satanic inversions, satanic, satanic decisions. When you are making a decision to leave the flock, it is not just, doesn't just come the satanic thoughts. Amen. Amen. Because he's the only one who wants you out. He's the only one who wants you out. He says, and he spake this parable unto them, saying, Are you with me? You're frozen. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you what man of you? Having a hundred sheep. What man of you? You see, it's like, what kind of man are you? What kind of person are you? It's like you are not of this world. Jesus, something is wrong with you. He said, what man are you? What man of you? Having, you see, who amongst you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one, one of them, that not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost and goes after that which is lost when once he goes and looks and he doesn't find it and then he stops until he finds it he goes after that which is lost until he finds it do you see so it means that even if it is you that has said something to someone, or you have done something to somebody and the sheep is lost, Jesus is going until he finds it. So whatever you said, go and reverse it so that you lessen the work of Jesus quickly. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Says he says goes, he goes... So if it is the thing that you said that is keeping this person away, you are making the shepherd's... Work harder. So it is better for you to reverse it quickly. Say the thing that I said, I was lying. The thing that I did, forgive me. Wow. Do you understand? Oh, yes. It is because of me that this has happened. So please, come back. come back. It should be your effort. It should be your fight. It should be your prayer. He says he, he, he goes after which is lost until he finds it. He, that means he will not come back until he has found it. Wow. Until he has recovered that which is lost. Do you see? The next verse. He says, And when he had found it, when he had found the sheep, he laid it on his shoulders. He laid it on his shoulders. Rejoicing. Wow. Wow. He will not even let the sheep just walk and then, you know, he's following sheep. Go. Come. Come. He's not doing that. He laid it on his shoulders. Give me some scarf. Give me somebody. Give me something. Look. He lays it like this. Have you seen a shepherd carrying the sheep with the two legs? Like this. He lays it on his shoulders. He doesn't want the sheep to go anywhere. He doesn't want to lose the sheep again. He lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. It's a heavy sheep, but he's carrying it, rejoicing and coming. Coming back. Amen. Lays it on his shoulders. Thank you. You see, like that. That is a shepherd laying the sheep on the shoulders. Like that. I me mean, rejoicing tie it down bring it back you are not going where you are not going away again lay it on his shoulders it means that his eyes are not going to leave this ship it means this sheep is not going to go out of his reach do you understand what i'm sharing with you it means he's going to take this sheep's facebook address twitter address Snapchat, Instagram, everything he is connecting the ship everywhere. You are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. You cannot be lost. It means that WhatsApp. I am catching you there. Where are you? Snapchat. We are there. Everywhere. What are the new ones? That Viper. That is like um, some snake something. We are catching you everywhere. Viber. keep the reverend. Viber is like Uber. Is it like that? Look, I know some things that you also don't know. Don't, don't bring yourself. Don't bring yourself. I was testing if you know. Hallelujah. Yes. Connect the ship everywhere. Connect the ship. So when you come a ship like that, you tie it around. You tie it around the wood. So the ship is going, Facebook is bringing you back. The ship is going, Twitter, you come back. You take 10 with WhatsApp. You cut me off on WhatsApp. I'm catching you at the Viper. 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 (laughs) Uh, Instagram, Everywhere. There's another vibe. Amen. It's also another medium that we are creating here. Yeah. So, you see, everywhere the sheep is connected. Connected. You can't be lost again. We can't afford to let you go. That is what a shepherd is supposed to do. Amen. That is what a shepherd is supposed to do. So, if you are the reason to create all this unnecessary work, then what betray you? Mercy. Then I, I'm afraid for you. Go and untwist and bring the sheep back quickly. So, he said, Lord, you don't need to go out. You don't need to step out. Be here and watch them. And some of us, our activities and our things have driven some sheep away from their flock what we have done and what we have not done what we have said and what we have not said they have driven some sheep away from the flock and they are falling prey to the enemy and god is not happy god is not happy amen you know that he brings a sheep to the flock And then we are ministering feeding the sheep feeding the sheep feeding the sheep feeding and then the sheep grows and then you you drive the sheep away you drive the sheep away i don't think god is happy with you whatever it is that you do to drive the sheep away i don't think god is happy with you amen there's a scripture that i cannot read to you right now because it's fearful But we want to continue sharing in this book, in this story. Today, why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 and verse number 11. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. So God never intended that we become independent. Do you understand? God intends that you have a shepherd. And the shepherd's duty is to come after you when you are lost. The shepherd's duty is to search for you when you are lost. Do you understand? So don't, be, don't bring yourself when the shepherd is calling you and you, you are not minding the shepherd. You are supposed to be a sheep. And the sheep, you can't decide for yourself. Do you understand? You can't protect yourself. The shepherd is supposed to protect you. Do you understand? So if some, some, some young man has cornered you somewhere or you know, some job has cornered you somewhere and the shepherd is coming after you. Don't say, you don't know why we have come to this country and you don't know what we are going through. What are you going through? What you are going through is that you have become a sheep without a shepherd. That is what you are going through. Do you understand? That you see the shepherd's number on your phone calling you and say, what again? These people, they can't leave us alone. Uh, It's my own life. It's not your own life. It's not your own life. I'm telling you that it's not your own life. You sound like you are very right, but it's not your own life. God has assigned a shepherd after you. God has assigned a shepherd after you. And the sheep doesn't think right. Amen. The sheep doesn't think right. Don't you know that the sheep that wanders in the wilderness, sometimes they feel that it's okay for me to go. But do they end up well? This young man, he left the father's house. He left the father's house. And he thought he has taken a very nice decision. The sheep doesn't think right. And the shepherd has to come after the sheep. Amen. So, please, when you are becoming some way and the shepherd is coming after you, have patience. And I love the shepherd. Why does he want to know about my business? Why does he want to know if I have a boyfriend? Why does he want to know if I have a girlfriend? Why does he want to know if I'm sleeping with this person? I want to know if you are sleeping with someone or you are not sleeping with someone. I want to know. Don't say that, why is he Why is he coming into my private life? What private life? You are a sheep and I am a shepherd and I have a responsibility to you. I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to you. Amen. Look, I have the responsibility. The Lord is holding me responsible for you. For your life. And I, I have to know who is blowing you. I have to know. Or who you are blowing.
1: Do
0: you understand? I have to know. I am accountable. I am accountable to you. Do you understand? Yeah. I am... A, look. Stand with me to ezekiel chapter 34 ezekiel chapter 34 pause pause on our scripture give us ezekiel chapter 34 ezekiel chapter 34 i have a responsibility yes i have a responsibility and what does he want to know if our sex life is good I want to know if your sex life is good in the marriage. I want to know how many times you are having sex. It's my my responsibility. Sometimes some of you young women, I ask, you know, are you burning? Are you you do you feel like having sex? Why does he want to know? Why? I want to know because I want to pray for you so that I will quench the fire that is in you. Yes. You know? You see sometimes you do you have no idea that the rope that is around your neck is the reason why you can't go that far. Is that rope? It will bring you back. You don't understand. And a good shepherd you would tie a rope said so that you don't go too far. You don't go too far. If I work on Sunday, it's my life. Why, why is he always, and you work on Sunday, if I work on Tuesdays, I can't come to church. Why is it? It concerns me. It concerns me. And that's why I ask, why? I said, no, I'm so happy I saw you because you're on my list. I was going to call you tomorrow. I'm serious. You're on my list. I'm, I'm so happy I saw you. When we walk in, I say, wow. The Lord has brought you you, 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 you lengthen my list because I have some people. Yeah. Look, look. It says, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse 2, you have to flow with me, please. It says, the, Lord, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel prophesy against the shepherd do you think this is what i want that the lord will make some prophecy against me no it's says, son of man prophesy against the shepherds of israel prophesy and say unto them that saith the lord unto the shepherds Woe be to the shepherds of israel that do feed themselves should not the shepherd feed the flocks you see those of you who are here and you call yourself shepherds you come on tuesday to be fed Sundays to be fed all by yourself. You don't care about the sheep. It says, woe unto you. Woe unto you. Sunday after Sunday, you come. You don't care about who was here, who was not. And you are a shepherd. It says, woe unto you. I don't want this kind of prophecies in my life. So when I'm probing into your life, be quiet. And allow me to probe into your life. Allow me. He says, Woe unto you, shepherds. Woe unto you. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Answer. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Yes. The next verse. He says, Ye eat the fat, and ye clothe you with the wool. Ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. We, we are only concerned about what the shepherds will give us. Uh, the sheep will give us, but their farewell. We don't care. We don't care. You don't care. You are messing with the. We are messing with the wrong people of the world. Perhaps you have you should have chosen some other people. Do you understand? But not the people that Christ has died for. That they have received Christ. The next verse, verse 4. It says, the disease have you not strengthened. The disease have you not strengthened. Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Do you see? The disease have you not... You see, some of you, you are sick. You don't even want the pastor to know. What a shock. Remember, say that one. You are out of job. You don't want the pastor to know difficulties. You don't want the pastor to know. He says, neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Some young man has disappointed you. Your heart is broken. You don't want the pastor to know. You don't want the pastor to know. And he asks you, what is wrong? Nothing. What is wrong? Nothing. Meanwhile, you know that some young man has broken your heart. Some young man has broken your heart. You don't want the pastor to know. Neither have ye sought, he says, neither have ye brought again that which was driven away. Do you see? Yes. That one that you were driven away, you have not brought back. Bless you, Lord. Neither have you not brought back the one which were driven away. Neither have ye sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. Next verse, verse five. It says, and they were scattered. They were scattered. Why? Because there is no shepherd, there is no shepherd, there is no shepherd, and they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered to all the beasts of the field. I say, when the sheep steps out, they become prey to all the beasts of the field. The sheep cannot protect himself. The sheep cannot keep himself. The sheep is not like the the, the snake the sheep is not like the um, the lion. The sheep needs a shepherd. The next verse, it says, My sheep wandered through all the mountains, and upon every high hill, yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. None. They are scattered. No one went to seek after them. No one went to search for them we come who was here who was not here no one went to seek seek after them no one went to search after them the next verse he says therefore ye shepherds hear the word of the Lord he says as I live saith the Lord God surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became meat to every beast of the field because there was no shepherd Neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Because of that, therefore, all ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? You see, this is the next thing is what I don't want. So when I'm searching and I'm asking and I'm looking and I'm checking you up and mm, asking you certain questions, You better answer me. You better answer me. And he'll go and, uh, uh, can you believe the question the pastor was asking me if I am sleeping with the... Yes! I'm asking you. I want to know. Why are you surprised? I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, they get so private. This is private. What private? (laughs) What is private? (laughs) Why is private? The ship has no privacy. There's no privacy. There's no privacy. You're a married man, married woman, I have every right to ask you, how many times are you having sex? And if it's not working, it is my responsibility to make sure that it is working. Because, because I don't want the next... He says, therefore, all ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds. Hey! I am against the shepherds. have been adducing? I don't want the Lord to be against me my brother I don't want the Lord to be against me do you want the Lord to be against you the scripture says if the Lord be for you who can be against you now if the Lord be against you (laughs) Wow (laughs) if the Lord is against you where are you going why do you stand? Khadija, if the Lord is against us, who can be for us? Who can deliver you out of the mouth of the Lord? Do you want me to get there? No, 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 So I will probe. And I will ask. And please don't, don't bring yourself. Do not bring yourself. Some of you you tell the reverend what you want to what you want to hear, and then the things that half and half. Who said I like half and half? Who said I like half and half? Do you know how I make my coffee? Giving me half and half. Yeah. Half and half. He said, Oh, the reverend was asking me this and this. And then he said, Did you tell her? Oh, why did you tell her? Why, why, did you, why did you do that? Why? Why did you? I am the shepherd. That is why I am the shepherd. shepherd I am the shepherd. The shepherd must know the flock. The state of the flock. Do you understand? It says, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherd. And I will require my flock at their hand. And cause them to cease from feeding the flock. That means if you are a shepherd that you are not doing your work, he will fire you. You are the Lord to fire me. No way, wait, wait. Because of you, I will probe and I will find out what is going on about you. So I don't get fired by the Lord. Do you understand? So I don't get fired by the Lord. When have you heard that I have asked you something and then you have heard that the Reverend has told another person? Have you heard that before? My responsibility is for your welfare and your well-being. It's not for gossip. It's not to destroy you. But I want to please the Lord. I want to care for the Lord's sheep. So that he will not be against me. So he says, if you cease from feeding the flock, you will be fired. He says, he will fire you. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth. That they may not, they may not be meat for them. For thus saith the Lord God: Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out, because the shepherds are not doing it. Wow. Do you understand? Yeah. As the shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that is among the, his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in a cloudy and dark day. Amen. I don't want the Lord to be against me. So please, allow me to shepherd you. Amen. Allow me to probe into your life. Amen. You fail a test, I want to know. Yes. Amen. Amen. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You got pregnant, I want to know. You're not supposed to, but you have. You want to have a baby, I want to know. If you are burning, come and tell me. Reverend, I am burning. I want to marry. I am burning. Do you understand? So that we will send some coolant. To cool you down. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. 11. We have a few minutes. Let's share and then... Luke chapter 15 and verse 11, it says, And he said, A certain man had two sons. Are you there? Yes. Let me read so we'll move. Luke 15 and verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with a tusk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, the father, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against thee and against heaven. And in thy sight, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Hallelujah amen this is one of the wonderful stories that is in the bible and we've learned so many things from this story today i want us to learn another topic from this story and it's a major decision for a major breakthrough a major decision for a major breakthrough a major decision for a major breakthrough. Hallelujah. Wow. You know, the, um, the failure to make any progress in life, your inability to make progress in life, or the failure to deliver yourself or come out of some troubled circumstances or unpleasant circumstances. Are you listening to me? Yes. I want all of your attention. The failure to make progress in life, to move forward in life, do you understand? It's your inability to, is a result of your inability to make major decisions. Wow. That is what caused a failure to make progress or a failure to come out of certain circumstances When you don't make major decisions, hallelujah. Do you understand what is major? Can you look in the dictionary and tell me what is the meaning of major? Not major as in the army, as general, but major as in important, as in paramount. What is is the meaning of major? What are some of the other, other meanings, other words, synonyms? Serious decisions. Do you understand? A major decision is serious decision. What else? Important decision. What is that? Significant. Significant decision. That means it affects a lot of things. Do you understand? What else? Crucial. Crucial. Crucial decision. Paramount decision. That is a major, major decision. If you want a major breakthrough... To come out of certain circumstances, you need crucial decisions, major decisions. Hallelujah. And your inability to make such decisions keeps you in that same circumstances. Hallelujah. You see, the story about this young man can be analyzed from two directions. We can look at the story from the beginning to the end, how he was in a great place and he came down. And we can also look at it from the end to backward. How he was in a worse of state, and then he came up. Do you understand? Now, I want us to take a look from the worst of state coming up. How that reversing such state involves major decisions. And how major decisions can affect your life. Hallelujah. You see, this boy was in the worst of situation. It was in the worst of situation because, you see, the story is in a, a Jewish setting. Do you understand? It was in a Jewish setting. And in a Jewish culture, even pigs are not considered clean animals. Do you understand? They are not considered clean animals. Now, to the degree that you are not just feeding the pigs, but now you are eating with the pigs and fighting the food that is... For the pigs. And that even the food that is for such animals that are not regarded at all. That kind of food you can't even get to eat. It's the lowest place where you can be as a human being. Do you understand? So that is where Jesus actually took us. That this boy came to the lowest of life as far as their culture was concerned. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? And sometimes that is what happens to us. Amen. Now, how did the boy get to this place? The boy, you see, if you read the story, let's look at the story again. When we get to situations like this, we stay in that situation because of lack of major decisions. Look at Luke chapter 15, and let's read from verse verse 13. Verse 13. It says... And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. He gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Now you see, even if you go back to the, the verse twelve, he says, verse twelve. Go back to verse twelve and look. He says, and the younger of the sons, the younger of them said to his father, father give me the portion of goods that followed to me. You see, that is a decision. He thought and said, you know, my father has all this money. You know, he may die in the future and then we will have half of it, to me, half of it. But the guy, the way he's going about gym and exercising and you know, eating healthy and things like that, he thought about it. And he went through over his head and said, it doesn't look like this man is ready to die anytime soon. So he went and says, look, Let's share the inheritance. The portion that is mine, give it to me, and then the rest, yeah. So he took it. So he was there. He, he took his portion. He was there with this amount of money, with this property, with the cars that the father shared and gave him his portion. See, see, he had them. And then he took another decision. He says, why am I sitting here with all this wealth? And they're still bossing me around and sending me back and forth. Let me take a decision to go to a far country where no one can reach me. So he took another decision. And he went to a far country. Do you understand? He says, and the younger of them said give me. And then the father divided his living unto them, verse 13. And not many days after, not many days after, he made a decision. He took another decision. He could have taken a light decision and says, oh, I'm just going to still be a young guy in my father's house. I'll put my money in the bank. You know, and I, I will invest it. I will do it because my father is not doing much of investment. I'm going to invest it and I'll still stay in the house so that I don't have to pay rent. Small decisions like that. Do you understand? But he took a major decision. And then he went to a far country. And there... And there, immediately, the Bible says, he wasted his substance with righteous living. Another decision of wasting and living righteously, living with prostitutes. Righteous living. Do you see? Now look. Now look at his state. Is his, The state that he's in, is it good? Right now, is it good? Okay. So let's look. You see, most of us, we come to a state where it is not good. We come to a place where it's not good. But we don't make a major decision to reverse. But we take decisions around the situation. Do you understand? We take decisions around the situation. So he says, he wasted the substance with righteous women. And he, didn't have, he has wasted the substance. And when he has spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. You see, so conditions have changed now, and it calls for a major decision. Conditions have changed. You have taken a major decision to sleep with this young man, and sleep with this young man, and sleep. And now you have become pregnant. There's a famine now. You have a need for rent. You have to buy diapers. You have to buy this. You have to buy baby. I find babysitters and pay them, and and then you can afford. You can afford. You can afford. But you feel you have to be independent. Do you see? You have taken a decision and now you, 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 are, you, are, you are entangled with famine for your decision. And he began to be in want. Do you see? Look at someone who was in a rich home. Now he began to be in want. And the Bible says, and he went, he take another decision. And he went and joined himself to a citizen where? Of that country. Of that country. Do you understand Abna? Of that country. He joined himself to a citizen of that country. You see, he needs to make a major decision, but he's trying to see he can make it here. It's not working. It's a major decision that brought him where he is. And he needs a major decision to take him back. But he's making small decisions. Small decisions. Let me just try myself to... Perhaps, you know, she has a room. We can stay there together. She will charge me $50 a month. You know, when she cooks, I will eat some. You know, I, I can make a promise that I'll marry her so that, you know, she, she can cook for me. You know, and until I find my way, I sort myself out. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So he says... He joined himself to a citizen of that country. And his situation didn't improve. His situation didn't improve. If any improvement at all, very little. Very little. How did it improve? And he sent him into his field to feed swine. So he has a job. He has a job. At least. So he feels that... this decision, I've made some decisions. But you see, for a major breakthrough, he needs a major decision. He needs a crucial decision. So he he sent him into the fields to feed swine. To feed swine. And it's not a major breakthrough for what he's going through. So look at what happened. He says, And he will fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. He desired. He wanted to eat. It filled his belly. I just, you see, that is not food to enjoy, but to fill your body, fill your belly. He just wanted to fill his belly so that the hunger, this hunger is quenched. That the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. No man gave unto him. Do you understand the scripture? And no man gave unto him and when he came to himself so you see you have come you have made all these decisions you have made all these decisions you need to come to yourself you need to come to your senses to make a major decision the bible says. and when he came to himself he said ah why should i be going through this why should I be following this young man who is never going to marry me? Why should I be chasing this young woman who has never made his mind? Why, what am I looking for? What am I, why can't I make a major decision and end it now? Now. now? What am I wasting my life around this thing for? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You need a major decision. You need a major decision. Sometimes we take small decisions. Small decisions. Do you understand? Small decisions, let me make it up here, small, you know, you you, you know that this GED is not taking you far. You have, what is the meaning of GED? General education, what? It's a requirement. GED. That is all, high school certificate, that is all you have. And it's not taking you far. And so that decision to, make, to make, make a major decision to now go back to school is a major decision. It involves a lot of things. It involves sacrifice. It involves humbling yourself to sit in a classroom again. But you are making a small decision. And from housekeeping, oh, let me. And then now you are, um, uh, from housekeeping, now you are full service. Full service. It's not going to give you a major breakthrough. So let me, oh, now I've promoted myself. At least now, you know, from housekeeping to full service is something. But it's not bringing you any major breakthrough. And then from full service, I'm going to work my way to a unit clerk, a secretary in in a unit. I'm going to work as a a clerk. So that now I wear tie to go to work. (laughs) It's not going to bring you any major decision, any major breakthrough. You need a major decision, a major decision to hump you, push you for a breakthrough. And sometimes that major decision is to say, I'm going back to school. I have to go back to school. I'm going back to school. That is a decision that you have to make. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, that is a decision that you have to make. That I need to go back to school. I need to go back to school. And sometimes that is a decision we need to make. And instead of making small decisions around it, wow. small decisions around it. Wow. Let me just um, try. You know, I hear that um, the security now they are paying thirteen dollars an hour. Thirteen dollars an hour. So you move from one security company to another security company because this one from eleven fifty. So now thirteen fifty. that 1350 and I'll get overtime. They give a lot of overtime. It's not a major breakthrough. It's not going to give you a major breakthrough. So look, it says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? How many How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise. I will arise. This is a major decision coming. Major decision coming. For a major breakthrough, major decisions, it comes with embarrassment. It's crucial. Major decisions, it's significant. It affects a lot of things. Major decisions, it affects your prestige. Major decisions. It affects now you sacrificing to be like a little boy to sit in a classroom and sit with young, young, young people. You are a married man, but now you are sitting with young, your children in the same classroom. <laughs> but that is what is going to give you a major breakthrough. I said, that is what is going to give you a major breakthrough. Amen. Amen. That is what he's going to give you. So he says, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven. You see, a, a, a major decision, it involves coming down, humbling yourself, and receiving the embarrassment. The people will laugh at me and say, oh, you went and you didn't succeed and you have come back. But humbly bend your head and come back for a major breakthrough. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. You see, this is the decision that he's coming to. He's thinking of it and rehearsing it. This is what I'm going to say. And as he's saying it, it's hurting. It's painful. But he says, the situation that I'm in, if I don't do this, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Make me as one of thy hired servants. I'm willing to go down as a son to take a seventh position now for a major breakthrough. You want a major breakthrough? You need a major decision. And he arose. He didn't just say it. And he arose. And he came to his father. But when his father was yet a great way off, his father, when when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Look at a major breakthrough that is coming. A major breakthrough because of a major decision. He says he kissed him, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And he quickly he rehearsed it so that he doesn't even change anything. Do you understand? His father is busy calling the servants, and he says, His father is not even listening, but he's saying it and following the, and saying, Father, I have sinned because he has rehearsed it many times. Make your decision. Wow. And I'm not changing it. I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. And then he said, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, make your breakthrough. Wow. Wow. Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. Put them on him, and they were having a party. From from eating with swine, from fighting with the pigs for food. Now look, he's wearing a golden robe, purple robe, with ring on his finger, and it's a party. And servants are bringing him the verse. What do you want? Here. And they are passing it around him. And then breakthrough major breakthrough you need to make a major decision for a major breakthrough you need to say that this is my prayer life the way the prayer life is going i don't think it's going to take me far and just adding just changing it from praying from the morning to the night has not brought you any breakthrough you need to make a major decision about your prayer life and say it ought to change it ought to change, I ought to be able to rise up at dawn to join them to pray this lying on your bed and falling asleep and snoring on the phone and disturbing people, it's not helping and then you say, now I'm not going to lie on my left because this side is the one that makes so I'm going to turn on, it's not a major decision it's my left side that is the problem, now I'm turning to my right side it's not a major decision are you understand what I'm sharing with you? You need to make a major decision. Major decision. You are in this relationship and you need to make a major decision and say, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Sometimes you are living with some unbeliever boyfriend and you, you need to make a major decision. He has promised, I will marry you. Look, there are people in the church who are also unbelievers. Okay? There are people in the church who are also unbelievers. Following this unbelievable boyfriend and he's, he's I'm, I'll marry you, I'll marry you, and then you go and then you come. And then you go and then you come around this and making a decision, perhaps, oh, let me pray for him, maybe he will change. It's not a major decision. It's not a major decision. A major decision is a major decision that brings a major breakthrough. And until you make that decision, you'll be in that same situation. You'll be in that same situation. Amen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I now I have to leave this unbeliever boyfriend. You know, now I have to now I have to start all over again and find another one. Wow, I'm getting old. Look at my age. I'm getting old. Oh, no, when am I going to find another one and get to know him? And this and and, and, and make a major decision. Sometimes you know, uh, if I let him go, who is going to blow me? Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> you see? you can't make (coughs) that, that, that means that now I don't have a beloved so when people ask me who is your beloved I don't have any beloved what is a beloved doing in your life right now a beloved what is a beloved how long we need a major decision for a major breakthrough a major decision. Amen. A major decision. Sometimes you know you have to make a major decision even concerning your membership with the church. Make a major decision and say, you know, this relationship that I'm keeping, you know, it's not good. It's not helping me in the church. Every time I'm having another thought of living, and I'm every time I'm having I'm hearing all of this, make a major decision. You know look. Like, major decisions, they are significant decisions they affect a lot of things. Do you understand? It breaks certain things. It causes some discomfort. It causes some, some unpleasantness. It causes some embarrassment. But for a major breakthrough to come into your life, for you to be established properly in the church as a Christian, and to serve well, you need a major decision for a major breakthrough. Our time is up. We want to pause here. We want to pause here, and then we will continue next time we meet let's pause here let's pause here. stand to your feet and then we'll continue I've made a decision to end the service major decision major decision for a major breakthrough major decision for a major breakthrough oh Jesus thank you thank you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. 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 We find ourselves eating with pigs. Eating with pigs. We find ourselves so low. We need to make major decisions. Major decisions. For how long are you going to be in this decision? In this situation? If you want your circumstance to change, you need to make a major decision make a major decision and say i'm not going there anymore i'm not doing this anymore i will move on i will arise and i will go back to my father and say to him father i have sinned against heaven and against thee i have sinned in that sight and i'm no more worthy to be called thy son make me one of thy highest servants make me as one of the highest servants i am willing to become a servant in my own father's house it's a major decision that brings a major breakthrough. Yes. Major breakthrough. Until the best role will be put on you, you need to make a major decision. Joining yourself in a citizen, to a citizen of that same country, it will put you in the same country. You need a major decision. Okay, so yes. Yes.
1: Yes, oh help i
0: I'm lost
1: without Make a decision.
0: Make a decision to be a sermon.
1: Anyone? This is the
0: without you to set ourselves free to deliver ourselves from this situation that we are in we ask for your help spirit of God the boldness the boldness to make crucial decisions to make significant decisions to make principal decisions and important decisions we thank you Lord we give you glory and honor oh jesus we thank you in the name of jesus amen amen if there's anyone here tonight you are not born again you have not given your life to christ and you are saying you are pastor i want you to pray with me i want to give my life to jesus you say pastor pray with me i want to welcome jesus christ into my life you say i feel very far from christ but tonight I want to come back home. Like the prodigal son. You need to make a major decision tonight. You say, I am tired of living this way. I am tired of walking in the world. I am tired of being in the world. Tonight I am making a decision to come back to the Father. If that is your prayer. If that is you. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I will pray with you. Is anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to give your life to Christ? You say, I'm making a major decision to come back to Jesus. To come to Jesus. To welcome Jesus Christ into your life. Anyone here like that? Is anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. We thank you, Jesus, that you lay down your life for us. You give yourself for us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.